0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs it for three! Yeah! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, time. When the City Assassin does it again.
1: Well, the Bulls were on a three-game win streak. Things were looking good. They lost to the Rockets. All hope was gone. Everything was coming back, doom and gloom. Then somehow they beat the Bucks. And this roller coaster of a season is continuing, and there's a lot to dive into. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls, you're on the Believe Network, presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and a happy holiday alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol, a very happy Tennessee Vol since they won that game, (laughs) CJ Watson. CJ, hope you had a good Christmas, man. This roller coaster is just the best way to put this. What a ride.
0: Yeah, it's been a great ride. Christmas was great, you know, and just uh, the Bulls are, you know, just taking us on a roller coaster once again, and we're we're all here for it
1: yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not big into roller coasters necessarily, but yep, I mean me this either. ride is it's, it's I want to say it's fun, but when it's bad, it's bad. Like yeah. there's some numbers we can dive into about how bad things have been. There's so much to talk about just from this last week. But before we get to any of it, I have to tell you about our great friends at bet online. Basketball's in full swing. bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds team matchup information, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, but online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. It is bowl season. College football is in bowl season all the way through. We got college football playoff coming up. We got a great weekend of college football. College basketball is in conference play. This is a great time of year for college hoops. All of it. Over at Bet Online. There's also some fun player for some fun props here. If you want to bet on which team Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan will be on, if it's not mm-hmm. the Bulls, you can bet on that at Bet Online. We're going to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code Believe to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And don't forget we have an official t-shirt of the show. Jordan Pippen 98 The Last Dance, available exclusively. At shop.believe.com, do you have an IOU from Christmas? Go to the Believe Shop; they can help you out and support the show. shop.believe.com. Jordan Pippen '98, The Last Dance, is the T-shirt. Yeah, I was looking around Bet Online today, and you can actually bet on which team Zach Levine or Demar Derozan will be on if they're not on the Bulls. Like I don't, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it's some some people bet on this stuff. I wouldn't, but hey, if you want to, I mean, Bet Online a great partner of the show. You can go on there and use that promo code. I think the Lakers are favored for Demar Derozan just. Letting you know, I think I saw plus 200 were the odds on that. Uh, I don't want to talk about that, though. We don't need to talk about these guys leaving because things are maybe, possibly, a little bit starting to look up for this team. They got on a three-game win streak, first three-game win streak of the year, mind you, looking like they were primed to go on a four-game winning streak and somehow the lowly Houston Rockets blew them out of the United Center. That was bad. You hear Hmm. calls for Billy Donovan's head. You hear, okay, what's the problem with this team? Then they turn around and come from behind, and beat the Milwaukee Bucks in overtime. They went on a 13-2 run, I think, to end regulation, something like that. Ended up winning in overtime. Giannis had 45 points. Bull still won the game. The record is 15-19. They're currently the 10th seed in the East. That is a lot. And as I said, up and down, just like a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just shows you that this team, I feel like, is still learning and in, in the process of learning and learning each other. Um, like you said, they won on the three-game win streak. Then they hit a low spot, you know, uh, came back to the Rockets and lost, lost at home to the Rockets, which you can't underestimate any team in the NBA, especially a young, talented team like that with high energy, and they want to win, and they want to prove to these everyone in the NBA that they can play. So then they come back and, you know, come against, home against the Bucs and, and, and uh, turn it around and, uh, you know, get a little chip on their shoulder with Grayson Allen's uh, cheap shot. Uh, if you want to call it that. And uh, I think that's what, that. that's what, yeah, that's what sparked him, I think. And after that, they started playing harder playing with the chip on their shoulder and playing more, more desperate and wanting to win. So I think that's how they, they need to play every game.
1: We're going to talk about that Grayson Allen situation, because <laughs> there are a lot of takes about that mm-hmm. circulating across the interwebs and the Twitters, but just running through this Rockets box score, by the way, this Rockets team had run three road games. By the way, entering play against the Bulls. Porter Jr. had 36. Sangoon had 25 and 11 rebounds. He was a monster. Jalen Green had 24 points. You know, what do I always say? Most dangerous team to play is a team with nothing to lose. And Houston had nothing to lose. I mean, that was the, even Stacey King on the broadcast said, this team shouldn't be here. They don't know they shouldn't be here, though, because they were shooting the lights out.
0: Yeah, they're just playing like, you know, a young team plays, and they're going out fearless, and that's how you want a team to play, and I think that's how the Bulls need to play also. Just go out there fearless, not worrying about the standings, uh, However many they lost in a row. Just go out there and just play without fear and just taking one game at a time.
1: You know, it is crazy, though, just the change in everything from last year because we talked about the beginning of the year and even after some of these big wins. Bulls could not beat the top four teams in the in the Eastern Conference last year, let alone top teams in the NBA. I mean, they just could not do it. Things are flipped this year. They're beating the good teams, but they're not beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They are three and eight against teams below 500. How how does that happen? I mean, it seems like they're playing down to their opponents. I said that over and over again. Can yeah, for sure.
0: Them? Yeah, they're definitely playing down to their opponents. And I think just uh, like you said, coming off last year when they beat a lot of good teams now this year, you know, these teams are, are not really expected to do anything. They're just coming in lackadaisical, uh, unfocused. And that's how, you, that's how you sleep on a team. Teams, teams will beat you any day.
1: And Zach Levine even said, They might have taken the Rockets for granted, which don't do that in the NBA. You have said that over and over again. There are no days off. Even as I'm sitting here saying, okay, that's a win, that's a win. You're sitting there saying, no, any team, any night.
0: Yeah, any team, any night. I learned that from Tibbs uh, coming into the NBA, you know. He always preached to us, you know, never take anyone lightly uh, to get a win in the NBA is, is very hard to do. And to do it on a consistent basis is, is even harder to be a competitive team and a championship caliber team. You want to always take advantage of your uh, wins, and losses, and that's taking it in one game at a time every night, not taking anyone for granted.
1: You know, Tibbs was on the wrong end of some history this week, and <laughs> we're going to wrap up the show with that. But I don't think he took Luka Doncic lately. I don't think we, we yeah. can count on that. <laughs> but if, with the Bulls playing down to their opponents like this. How do you combat that? How do you come out thinking, okay, you're playing the Rockets to have won three road games. Let's treat them like the Celtics.
0: I mean, you just got to put in your mentality uh, to do that. You got to have that, you know, that Kobe mentality and Mamba mentality, um, just play or, or practice every game. like You're going against the, the Celtics or the Lakers or whatever the case may be. And, Really just get on a, on every opponent and jump out on them early. And once you try to jump out on them early, that hopefully that will combat that uh and that, you know, that lack of days you may have, and then just finish the game from there.
1: And it felt like such an outlier because we talked at length when they gave up 150 points to the Timberwolves. They had their come to Jesus meeting at halftime or whatever happened at halftime of that game. The reports come out about Zach and Damar. They rattle off a three-game win streak for the first time this year, coming back home. They've got the momentum and they just lay an egg like yeah. you know after that game there were comments made about you know billy donovan there's been talk about billy donovan's future all year but at the end of the day and i hate using that phrase but when, when all said and done it's on the players right
0: yeah for sure yeah i think it's on the players like i said I, this team is from the outside looking is still growing they're still trying to learn each other learn the system i feel like and learn where each player uh, fits in and, and then all the roles that each player can fit in. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be that way throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully they can have some longer streaks, winning streaks, but uh, hopefully, you know, it doesn't go, you know, where they get blown out, you know, by 30 or 40 points again.
1: You know, Bulls, by the way, since that Timberwolves game four and one, and that one loss, obviously to the Rockets. I mean, that, this could easily, this right. I'm, I'm going to say, this should be a right. five-game winning streak. I mean, you, yeah. you should have beaten Houston. There's For no way Santa butts about it. So with that, in mind, even with, let's say they even with the performance they had against Houston, which was ugly and unwatchable. I'm just going to be flat out honest with it. It was bad. Yeah. Are we watching them maybe start to turn a corner?
0: I think so. And I think all the drama and the adversity is, is uh, making them play harder, making them uh, want it more. And I think, like I said, a little drama never hurt anybody, you know, especially when it's uh, during the basketball season, it's either it's going to make you or break you. I think right now it's going to, it's going to make the bulls and they're seeing what they truly really have. And obviously they'll probably make a couple moves here and there, but I think right now the, the core of the team is really taking it personal and wanting to win and show people that they can win.
1: That's the old Michael Jordan mentality. Take it personally. Yeah. And, there's some context here. They're still beat up. The Bulls are. Alex Caruso hasn't played. He's got a shoulder injury. So he, he went into concussion protocol, but he also had an, an AC joint sprain. So he couldn't get out of concussion protocol until the shoulder was healed up to do the physical, what is it, the concussion right. protocol. There's like a physical side to it to make sure you're good to go, but he couldn't because of the shoulder. Now he's out of concussion protocol, but the shoulder is still bugging him. So what I'm saying is, we don't know when Alex right. <laughs> back. Uh Derek Jones Jr. has been out the last couple of games. Javante Green has been in and out of the lineup like they're doing this without. I mean, they haven't been fully healthy all year, but they're doing this with players down with injuries. So to me, I think those are some good things you're seeing. And that could maybe bode well, considering they're the 10 seed right now, if you look at the standings.
0: Yeah, they're not in a bad position. Like you said, um, you know, they they had to hold the four down and they're doing it pretty well. You know, Um with all everyone out. So hopefully they can continue this, um, this win streak and then get everyone back. And then, you know, like I keep saying, the sky's the limit. I think I still have faith in this team to, to really make some noise in the playoffs.
1: And before we get to the conversation that is going on about Billy Donovan. All right, let's talk about the Grayson Allen <laughs> nonsense. I'm just going right. to try and keep it clean because... I- what was that <laughs>
0: i mean come yeah on. yeah i don't know what what it was i watched it three or four times just to see because i saw his saw his his lip saying like uh he pushed me into him which i can kind of see that but still you know just the way his elbow kind of went to Demar's uh neck area you know any player is gonna you know want to retaliate at that point and i think that's what really got uh damar you know really going um got everyone, all the, the whole bulls team locked in and the crowd got into it and after that you know it's a downhill
1: You know, someone was trying to tell me, oh, Patrick Williams pushed him into him. He took three steps. Right. Yeah. It was was not enough of a hit to necessitate three steps. I mean, you don't know how his momentum was going, but I mean, I, I watched the video over and over again too. He took three steps and it looked like a flop.
0: Like, yeah, it's the off. same, you know, it's the same grace and I we've been known to, 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 to watch back at Duke kicking people and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think he's going to get enough of it until someone really knocks him out. I'm not a one to, for, for violence, but I think it's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, it, what happened to the bulls is they turned it into motivation. Like, right, yeah. so it's, it's going to work one way or the other. And if it works yeah. the other way enough, like you would think he'd stop. And, you know, DeMar right. made a good point after the game. He, and this is his quote, if it was Bobon. He wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Now, if it was Boban Marjanovic, trust me, I am. Yeah. Boban is one of my favorite players in the league. Like, I absolutely love him. I think he's just a big goofball. But yeah. Demar said Grayson Allen's reputation is the reason he reacted that way. And Billy Donovan said Demar doesn't react like that a
0: lot. Right. So something yeah. had
1: to set him off. And I still say he took three steps.
0: Yeah, when Yeah. When players are known to do that, you know, uh, all the players around the league watch highlights and, you know, watch uh, things just like we do. And they know and see the players that are typical of doing that. And they he know he, he was typical of doing that. And there's no other way to retaliate. But, to, you know, but like Zach Randolph said, uh, bullies in my hood get bullied. So, you know, you got to you got to step up to the bully and, you know, and make them back down.
1: <laughs> I think what would have happened on the teams you played on in the early tens, you know, D Rose and Keem, How would they have responded to something like that?
0: Oh, we would have definitely used his as motivation for sure. Joe would have, you know, been clapping in his face. Um, <laughs> definitely a few texts would have got going, and that would have got the whole the whole team, you know, riled up and made us play harder. That, that's, what, that's what he was for.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what the Bulls did against Milwaukee. They turned that into yeah. the comeback, and that fed into overtime. Bulls' first overtime win of the year, and they looked bad to start overtime. I was not yeah. sure how that was going to go. And Giannis had five fouls. I don't know why they didn't just attack Giannis the entire time. I have said that this year that they haven't done that enough. They keep settling, but you know what? They right. won the game. So I'm going to shut up. Like they, they won, the, <laughs> they won the game. They beat the bucks. That's what the second back-to-back victories over the box for the first time in years, something like right. that. That's why I keep saying maybe they're starting to turn that corner and who knows, maybe, maybe we'll be able to thank Grayson Allen for being the catalyst for this. I'm not going to, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Just use it as motivation. I think, like I said, this is a turning corner for the bulls and hopefully it's a learning experience for them. Uh, like I said, all the drama and the negativity that, that's coming out, whether it be true or not, they can use it as motivation to help them kind of re- turn this ship around.
1: Exactly. And one of the key pieces of turning the ship around is Billy Donovan. Like people, People keep talking about how Billy Donovan is very soft-spoken. We have talked about this at length. He's a player's coach. He's going to let you go out. He's going to let you play your game. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to micromanage. He's going to sit back, and if if something's not working, he's going to obviously drop a good play. But his style is very player-driven. So that's Mm -hmm. why all this criticism of Billy Donovan for being soft-spoken, wouldn't that put pressure on the players to perform since that's Billy's style? Or should he jump in and and change his style around?
0: Um, I'm all for, you know, just letting the player or a person be whoever they are. You know, um, I was soft-spoken when I played. Um, a lot of my coaches wanted me to yell more and, and, and you know, talk more, but I didn't. So I was just a leader by example. So I think it's the same with Billy Donovan. You know, he's soft-spoken, so just let him go out there and coach how he coaches. Uh, obviously, it's worked this far in his career. Uh, So, you know, criticism, I think, has to be on both people, coach and the and the players, but the players at the end of the day have the most, uh, you know, repercussion from that because they're out there, the ones performing and can can actually put the ball in the bucket, stop someone or make smart uh, decisions on the court.
1: You know, in my in my Twitter mentions, I actually got people from high school tweeting at me. Shout out to my my buddy, Blake. We went to high school together. He was a senior. (laughs) I was a freshman. And he said he's like, it's always Caruso firing up this team. Where's Billy? To me, I don't think that's a bad thing that you have players trying to fire each other up rather than having a coach get in their faces to try to fire them up I remember that happened a couple years ago you had a coach who ran this team and he got in players faces tried to fire them up and guess what they didn't do it so to me having a player do that having an Alex Caruso type I don't see that as a bad thing and I go back to it there's more pressure on the players with Billy Donovan or that type of person in charge
0: yeah, I don't say that's a bad. Thing. That's a great thing, actually. You know, you want your teammates to get on you. Uh, everyone deals with things differently, but you got to find out what motivates each player and what if, if it's yelling in his face that motivates him and gets him going. And sometimes you got to do that. If it's someone you don't just got to you know, hey, just pick it up, man. We got we got to win this game. Or there's different ways you got to be a leader and talk to people. But I think you know Billy Donovan is doing what he how he wants to do, and I think it's, it's working so far.
1: But now the flip side of this, we talk about the consistency problems. Could that hands off? mentality that laissez-faire is what i learned in economics class i don't know where i pulled that out of but (laughs) that that hands-off type of attitude could that be a factor in this consistency or inconsistency
0: it could be yeah like you said um, lackadaisical like that you know makes players not want to work hard uh they pick and choose their spots kind of so i think you know that could be a reason but like i said the players got to find the focus they got to find the drive and to to be able to get that done and get the job done at the end of the day
1: but now here's the other part of the other side of that coin is changing things up. You know, Daryl Horowitz is, a, I used to host the radio show with him at Loyola. He's the reason I got into like radio podcast space. And he lives in Charlotte now, but he's still, we talk bulls all the time. And he responded to me saying, Donovan's problem is he doesn't change things up. So, yeah. I mean, that, again, that goes into coaching. Sometimes you have to adapt to the personnel you have, but we talked at length. The roster makeup is not exactly, you know, his his style has been, you know, let's let's shoot the three. Let's get... Open looks, get ISO. Like this yeah. roster isn't necessarily catering to Billy Donovan's strengths, but should he change it up to fit his player strengths at least a little bit?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, a lot of the coaches that I've actually played for, actually, uh, the players have to adapt to the coaches style. So uh, I think nowadays it's a little bit different. Now the coaches have to adapt to the player style or they'll be out of there. <laughs> uh, right. Back in the day, it was a little bit different. So I think, uh, you know, you definitely have to have a little mixer of both. But I think the most of it has to be, you know, each of them give and take. So I think Billy has to do a little bit of more but players that also have to buy into his system and, you know, and figure it out.
1: So it's a two way street either way.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It has to be, you know, it can't be a one-way street. If it is, n- either n- no team is going to do well or the coach is going to do well.
1: You know, I I feel like I'm kind of like absolving Billy Donovan of blame here like saying oh it's on the on the players. Pressure's on the players. Well, the first rule of leadership is everything is your fault. Yeah. So, you know, if, if Billy Donovan's going to go up there, he's going to take the fall. Like I'm not saying that he's not without blame for stuff that's happened here. But, right. you know, I still just think with the way he is, a player-driven team to me, that's a good thing, but If you're a tourist, okay, it's a player driven team, go get a dude who can fire up this team. I'm not talking about like a Pat Bev type or like, you know, (laughs) or God forbid a Grayson Allen type. Like I'm talking someone who could come in there and be like another Caruso, someone who can be a coach on the bench. Maybe I don't know how vocal Lonzo has been on the bench. So I'm not going to use that as the example, but I don't have a problem with that mentality.
0: Yeah, for sure. Or just get a player in there who, you know, the guys, the teams uh, respect and uh, they'll definitely maybe uh, a former all star or somebody like that. Just when he says something, you know, people are are listening and, and taking heed to it. So I think it's uh it's going to be interesting to see the moves that they make in the future.
1: Well, and that's why the additions of like Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond, that's why they fit in so well. It's because they're that veteran presence and right. these younger players, you know, your your IOs, even your Zachs. I'm still considering Zach a young player. He's made two all-star games. But comparatively right. speaking, he's a younger player. You know, like they listen to those guys. So yeah, that, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think a veteran, another veteran presence would be huge, even just on the bench. I'm not talking about taking a starting job or anything, but
0: yeah, on yeah, the bench
1: sure. as another coach.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what you want. You want an extension of your of your coach onto the court, especially when guys sometimes don't want to listen to your coach or try to tune the coach out. So I always want to have that guy that you can always listen to, that guys uh, always respect in the locker room and on the court.
1: Now, the Bulls will have two games left in this calendar year. which cannot believe that 2022 is just about done. You know, they play Detroit Friday. They've got Cleveland on Saturday. That's the second half of a back-to-back, both at the United Center. That's how they wrap up 2022. They start 2023 in Cleveland. On January second, it is crazy how fast this year has gone. It felt like like this season. It's been an up and down year for this team, like calendar year. It has been up and down.
0: Yeah, it's been going by fast. Like I said, it's uh, and it's only on the Bulls to be able to turn this ship around, which I think they can in the new year. Um, maybe a few more, a couple trades to get in there and turn this uh, lineup around and see where it takes them uh, in the end of the year.
1: The fan in me wants to point to where the Celtics were at this time last year. Right. But I'm not ready to use that as an example until that happens again. Like I'm one of those. If it happens once, great. If it happens again, okay, then you can start using it. So 15 and 19 right now, you are, I'm 99% sure they're the 10 seed considering tiebreakers and whatnot. Then they are game and a half behind Atlanta. Then Indiana and New York are right there too. So they're still in position here. I think they ended December on a good note. We talked about that at the end of last month. Yeah. Everybody was talking about blowing this thing up right away, and there are still calls to blow this thing up. They got bigger <laughs> after the, they got louder after the Rockets game, and then they kind of settled down after last night. Right. But you know, I, I think they can still make a move, and I think they literally need to make a move, get trade for somebody. But all things considered, this month could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah, for sure, they definitely got to make a couple moves, and like you said, it could have been worse. Um, they're definitely in position to to really. Still move up on the standings, um, but the East is tough. You know, Brooklyn's playing well now. Um, yeah, Atlanta, that, that's yeah. Atlanta. is struggling, so they got some. They got some pieces where they can kind of move up the ladder and hopefully, you know, get some wins back on the chart.
1: You know, even the Knicks. You know, they're up and down. Right. They were on the wrong yeah. end of Lucas' performance on that one second. Uh, you got Indiana, who I feel like Indiana's just kind of there. Like they can be really good, yeah. but they're. I think they're still like a piece or two away too. You know, Atlanta, like you said, is struggling. I don't. Trey Young might have gotten hurt the other night. There's also stuff going on there. Like the opportunity is there for the taking. You just got to take it.
0: Yeah. You just got to take it. You got to take every opportunity and, you know, and and really bask in it and really just be consistent. And I think if the Bulls were more consistent, they'd probably be like a six or seven seed right now. Uh, They wouldn't be so far deep into the hole. But uh, like I said, they're just right where they, not where they want to be, but just enough breathing room to where they, they can get back into this thing.
1: Yeah, just beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and things are going to go a long way. Miami, by yep. the way, is tied with the Knicks and the Pacers at 18 and 17. Miami's the 60. Right. That tells you how jam packed it is. Right. <laughs>
0: so
1: I'm not counting. I'm not counting this team out just yet. But yep. let's look over in the Western Conference because we got to. I got to. We got to talk about our boy Tibbs because Luka Doncic had himself a <laughs> night. I mean, literally something that hasn't happened before. Yeah, 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. First time that stat line has happened and he had the missed free throw. Somehow he got the rebound, put the shot back up to send it to overtime. I don't know what else to say except, wow.
0: Yeah, that's just that's just look magic. Uh, I was watching that. Like, I called like to tell in the last four minutes and I saw like one minute, some 35 seconds left. I was like, oh, this game is over, you know, up by nine, whatever. They're not going to win this game. Next thing you know, they hit a couple threes. Gets the offensive rebound. I think he got fouled in the last one where he put it uh I think where he, he tied it up. It should have been an and one. <laughs> and I know that that game should have been over. It shouldn't even went to overtime, but it was definitely, you know, a, a great game to watch and see and just unbelievable performance.
1: I was playing cards with my friends, so I didn't have the game on. And you know, I'd fold or I'd be out of the hand. I checked my phone. I'm just like, my timeline is just Luca, Luca, Luca. Like right. I, I saw you, I, I saw DeMar tweet about it. I saw everybody <laughs> in NBA circles tweeting about Luca, yeah. And that's the first time a team has come back from a nine point deficit with 35 seconds left in NBA history. There's a lot of history in this game. Yeah. But how did Tibbs make it through that game?
0: I don't know. I'm, I am did not <laughs> want to be any of the next players in that locker room after that game was over. <laughs> I know he was throwing everything. You know, it was, it was a long flight back, I'm sure.
1: I bet it was pretty quiet
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, I go, I'm just going to another, what if for you, well, if that, if you were on that team or if that, if that happened to your Bulls teams, what would that have been like? Give us some insight as to how tips would have reacted to that.
0: Oh, there'd been a lot of cuss words flying. Uh, so, <laughs> gentlemen, we can't lose, we can't win. We can't lose games like this, you know, and the next day their practice would have been hell. So I'm, I'm, so, I'm shocked to see what or how their practices uh, was the next day. <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe he'll ditch the beard. Is the beard trying to be a good luck thing? I don't know what's going on there. But... Yeah, he needs he
0: needs to lose it asap.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've I meant to talk about it last week, and we got caught up in everything else that happened. So I had to acknowledge Tibbs's beard. Like, okay. I, I I didn't know he had it until the Bulls played him, played right. played the next couple of weeks ago or whatever. And I'm like, when the when the hell did that happen? And my my sister texted now. now my sister's a sophomore in college. I get the text saying, hey. Coach Tibbs looks like uh the guy from Handy Manny. The right. his, with the guy with the hair. Like I'm yeah, like yeah. okay, I don't see that, but it the jokes are going around is what I'm trying to say.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. He's probably just trying something, you know, trying to get the 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 feel back into New York. He's maybe he's living a New York lifestyle now, and he's you know trying to adapt a lifestyle. <laughs> hey,
1: it's New York state of mind. I've heard somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> You know, Billy Donovan tried the beard thing during November. It must have been for No Shave November because December first came around. He was clean shaven again. Right. So like I get that, but Tibbs had him like, oh, that's interesting. So maybe after that performance, switch it up a little bit. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah
1: I'm I'm, je- I'm jealous though that he can grow because I can't. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't. I can't grow that either. <laughs> nope.
1: Nope. I got I've got to respect it because I can't. But, you right. know, it might be time to try something new. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that film session, I know we talked about after the game, but I, just looking at that the second time, I can't imagine he felt any better about that.
0: Yeah, that was that was a bad loss. <laughs> Terrible but,
1: loss. But, hey, credit to Luca. He is the by far the favorite to win the MVP right now. That's over at Bet Online. Let me see if I can find uh, the award specials here. I don't believe tweeted out yesterday the odds for MVP and – I don't think I can find it. Oh, here it is. NBA regular season MVP as we sit here now, Luca plus two seventy five. Jason Tatum plus two eighty. Looks like a two man race so far for the MVP.
0: Yeah, yeah. don't leave Kevin Durant out of that either. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant's plus eight
1: hundred. That's a good value. Plus eight hundred for KD. That's interesting. Here's yeah, Luca, Luca and Tatum. Jokic plus three seventy five. Giannis plus four seventy five. KD plus eight hundred, MB plus twelve hundred. There's a steep drop off to Ja, Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Steph. So it sounds, like, looks like the MVP race is heating up. But it's, for all intents and purposes, basically January. There's still a lot of basketball yeah, to
0: play. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a long three or four months left, and you know injuries always happen, and guys are still injured. So you know it's a big leap for someone to be able to take their team over the hump.
1: I'll tell you what. Through the first part of the season, uh, you'd have a hard time telling me anybody about Luka. I could maybe make a case for Jason right. Tatum, but I mean, you you saw what Dallas is without Luka Doncic. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I'm, that's my argument. The Bulls put up 144 points on that team.
0: Right. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna
1: say, like, yeah. you know, I, I hope they can put up that number against Detroit on Friday or Cleveland. I think they they got still more opportunities here, and yeah. I think they just got to keep this thing rolling and build off the momentum from that Milwaukee game
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah they got to keep it and be consistent that's the, that's the that's the team that that's the word that the team needs to use and you know plaster on the freaking uh the billboard every day or the, the white chalkboard just consistent just be consistent
1: exactly
0: that'll help, help cure a lot of things
1: and that all starts right yeah. here so coming yeah. with that mindset your, your coach lets you play your game go play your game up here starts yeah. up here yeah oh well, that is a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented to you as always by our friends at betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. That's a 50% welcome bonus at betonline. That's a really good deal. You can bet on some of these MVP races we're talking about. I'm telling you, we, we said Kevin Durant plus 800 is a good value yeah. at betonline and buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance at shop.believe.com. CJ, I'll talk to you huh, next year because it's our yeah. last show <laughs> of 2022. Have a happy new year. I will see you back here on Monday, man. We're going to drop this next one on Tuesday.